Good Sunday morning, church. We're going to start out this morning since Jesus came into my heart.
We'll have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that we can come here to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you that you are always present wherever we are. We just lift this time up to you, and we ask that your Holy Spirit come and be part of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. I'm greeting you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad that you all are here. I pray that each of us will glean something from this service this morning. Uh, the announcements are Tuesday, ladies' Bible study at my house. Um, Wednesday at 6 o'clock, lay servant classes. And next Saturday, I believe, United Methodist Men. Correct? Yes. Okay. There are... Um, Pastor will be back next week, right? Pastor will be back next week. Uh, there's a fall harvest gathering on the 17th of October at the Missionary Church parking lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, next Thursday night on September the 30th, we have been invited to go to the Missionary Church for a ladies speaker and that will be a, a lady by the name of Ann Harrington from Colonial Woods Missionary Church and if you would like to go uh, let me know and uh, we have some reservations sent in but uh, if you would like to go let me know so and you can come anyway <laughs> just so so that you know that um, any other announcements? Karen, you want to come up? I just wanted to talk a little bit about the fall harvest gathering. Um, I just think it's a great thing that the local churches are all going to get together um, for our kids of the community. Um, I think it's really important, you know, because our children are our future. So, um, so it is Sunday, October 17th, and it's going to be at the Missionary Church. We are going to need some helpers. I am not going to be here this year, this weekend. I'm having a girls' weekend with my cousin up north, and that was already planned. So Kim is going to need someone to help her that day. Um, and that's just standing at the booth and helping with the games. They are also looking for if anyone would be interested in doing like a trunk or treat, if you want to hand out... Um, candy to the kids that are walking by. Last year um, was our first year of doing this, and they served, we served, 175 kids from the community and other communities. They gave away 200 hot dogs, chips, and water, and they're going to provide that again this year. All the local churches are donating something um, for the free food. So, and also, we are in need of if you would like to donate some candy, uh, Kim and I and maybe some others are going to get together the week prior and put together the baggies that we hand out to each kid. So we're going to need donations of candy or money so we can buy the candy and little prizes that we give out for the kids. So you could um, either get with Kim or myself about that. Thank you. Okay. 
Ladies, we're on. Ladies. <laughs> Come on up here.
Okay, I guess we're skipping Young Disciples because we don't have any today. <clears throat> okay, we're skipping the Young Disciples today because we don't have any. So you get me instead. Okay. Okay, if I sit down, you won't get me back up. which is, talks about salt, and it says salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, then we will, how will we get that back? And have you have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. So, I brought, do you put salt on your french fries? <laughs> Does mama put salt on your french fries? Yeah. All right, so here's a salt shaker. Hold your hand out. See how little they are? So, one grain of salt is all, all that Jesus is saying that we need for ourselves. Really not salt, salt in us, but we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. Same as this. That's what we're supposed to do. Salt's used for a lot of other things. 14,000 different things in it. So, um, they use salt to put dye in clothing, because without the salt... When you'd wash this, it would go back to a blah color. Okay? You can dump that if you want. And also, they use it to make belts and leather. They use salt for that. Did you know that? No. Also, salt is used to make plastic toys for kids. So, salt's used for a lot. And Jesus knew how important salt was. And at one time, people got paid with salt versus money, because that's how, how good it was for everybody. So what God is asking us to be is like the salt, and we can go through, we can talk to our friends, we can be the best friend ever, we can talk to them about Jesus, and we can bring peace instead of being ugly all the time, right? Okay. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can be the salt of the earth as long as we listen to you, as long as we uh, walk in your ways, but guide us through those ways. We order our steps and have us be the salt of this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't see any children here, so my apologies. Do we have any um, joys this morning? Yeah. Well, it was a joy to be at uh, the Carmen Hall yesterday to share in the joy of Bruce and Bruce McCummins and Marcia Sherrard becoming Mr. and Mrs. McCummins. It was a beautiful gathering. Anybody else? Joanna Concern, my little great-granddaughter, was uh, diagnosed with the RSV 
um, this past week. Um, the joy is that um, she went to ER and they did x-rays and told, her, told mom that she's doing everything at home that they would do there, so send her home. Uh, there is a lot of little ones in the area with the same thing right now, so prayers for them. And thankful that Beckham and um, Milan are both doing okay right now. What do you call it? RSV. I have two. Uh, one is, I, when I stepped out of my car this morning to come in, I found this little ring on the, on the pavement, and I was just wondering if maybe anybody uh, lost a ring, or I'm wondering if it's maybe not maybe a child's, a, a young girl's. Um, if anybody knows about it, uh, please see me, I've, I've got it. Um, my second request is a uh, prayer um, for my son, Rick. Um, he's having a mammogram tomorrow, and uh, they, they don't know. They found a hole in his head is all they've told us, and uh, not a, an MRI. What did I say? A mammogram? Yeah. <laughs> you can see how it shakes me up trying to say it. Um, he's having an MRI tomorrow, and then um, they're going to send him, as far as we know, to U of M, to a specialist down there. So uh, your prayers would be appreciated. Anybody else? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a, I, I guess it's a, it's a praise. My son Jim, well, Karen's brother, had a heart attack this last week. And was in the hospital, and um, he has some damage to the heart, but he's home now. And, yeah, they had to put two stents in his heart. And he has, like, a dual pacemaker. Um, seems to be doing well. He's at home. So, but we would appreciate your prayers for his continued health. Um, this is this is a con can't hear. Okay, this is a concern. Um, my sister-in-law passed away this last week, so prayers for the Helbedell and the Story families. We all just want to say thank you to everyone for prayers for Lily. She's home from the hospital and was able to go to school this week. Um, she was one very sick little girl, but. Prayers help. Well, Ken and I had the um, pleasure to be able to go to two different weddings this weekend, and uh, they were just beautiful. Anybody else? Well said. Okay, let's go to the Father. Dear Heavenly Father, please, press, please bless Bruce McCummins and his wife on their new marriage. It's certainly a blessing to see people of their age be able to find each other and be able to enjoy the rest of their lives together. Be with Malia and the other little children who have contacted RSV. 
Please lift them up for healing, Lord. We ask prayers for Rick. For you to lay your hands upon his head, Lord, and heal him. We need prayers also for Jim, who's had stents put in his heart. Concerns for um, a sister-in-law, sister-in-law's family who was lost this last week. And Lord, we just ask you to hold up Lily and bring her back to us with her beautiful little voice. Bless her, Heavenly Father. Father, we just ask a, a blessing on our troops and a blessing on those who still are in Afghanistan, Lord. Please bring them home safe. Help those who are still there, the Americans, to be able to get out. This is a tragedy for our nation. <clears throat> be with those, Lord, who are still searching and help them to find you, Heavenly Father. Bless our nation, Lord, in this horrendous time that we're having. Hold us up for a healing, Lord. And now we go to our go to our Father in prayer. The Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Ushers, please come forward. Stand for the doxology, please.
Father, we thank you every day for the many blessings you give us, financial, health, and in many other ways, Lord. And it is at this time that we can return part of those blessings and tithes that can further this, your kingdom in helping others who may need it. In your son Jesus' name, amen. I, do we have a teacher for junior church? Oh, <laughs> Judy. Uh, right now, I'd like to um, bring up a few um, informational things for you about our UMW. Um, each year in the past, we've had um, a fall rally and luncheon and um, bazaar or some combination of those. And the monies that we uh, get from this uh, event we use to support missions, and we support a number of missions um, throughout the year. Um, one of our missions uh, locally here in the church is our children's camp. We always give um, $25 per child that goes to camp. This year we started supporting the Snuggle Blanket Ministry. And then there's the Christmas family, which all of you help with, but we also um, supply gas and food cards. Um, our extended mission work, number one, we go started uh, a couple years ago when the Sanilac Men's Rescue Mission was started, and they needed startup money and other things, and we continue to support them. Eva's Place has always been one of our, um, kind of close to our heart, and we have a shower for them every year that provides uh, products, paper products, cleaning products, and we try to fill their pantry up, and, and we do also financially support them. Uh, in the winter months, we uh, give monies to Kohler Propane, and then they use that for people that have difficulty meeting their expenses for heating uh, fuel. We have also supported the food truck uh, and um, mission trips. And then outside of our local area, we support the Chelsea Retirement Home, which is a Methodist retirement home in Chelsea, Michigan. And then the Henderson Settlement, which is in Kentucky, which is also uh, Methodist church related. And we also support Rachel Bringle, who is with the Wycliffe Bible Translators. And <clears throat> we are pleased to do all these things. And these are very dear to our heart. And we try to use all the monies that we receive as donations from funerals or this other event for mission work. Uh, this year we have our backpack program, which provides backpacks for um, kindergartners. Uh, this is financially supported by the local businesses donating. But we have um, a committee that puts together backpacks and they look for bargains on the supplies. And um, this year we did 70 backpacks. We also uh, had the honor of doing four memorial luncheons this year. Um, there had been a number of deaths and, and losses in our church family, but with the COVID situation, we weren't able to have a large celebration of life but we were able to help later on with memorial luncheons. We like to send out uh, cards to those who are sick, hurting, or just thinking of you cards. 
And we especially thank our church family because you are all always behind us in whatever we take on and we always know that we can count on you. Thank you very much. Now Ruthie has a poem for us. Uh, have it here somewhere. Um, we have a little cabin up north, um, close to Buckley, Michigan. And outside of the town, there's a little lake called Lake Gitchigumi. And when, um, well, that's where Brian and Meg are this weekend. Anyway, we enjoy that there, but one day when we were there, I decided to go out to the lake and see what it was like. It was a fall night, or fall day. Anyway, um, I decided afterwards, at, at, after I saw what was at the lake, to write a little poem, and I entitled it One October Morn. <clears throat> On a long ago October morn, I came upon a beautiful show in the still, calm waters of Lake Gitchigumi. Reflected there for all to see was the lovely fall colors of every tree. Red, yellow, brown, green, and gold. I'll never forget those sights to behold. The colors so pure, the geese so serene, and the loveliest scene. In my eyes, it's sure to remain a sight to remember and never forget. Another like that I haven't seen yet. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful day. It helped me ever to thank you to say. It was a beautiful day, and uh, it, was, it was fun to see it. Thank you. Thanks, We're always so blessed by uh, Ruth's poems. She, uh, she has them for holidays and uh, birthdays and, and for October. So uh, now uh, Liz is going to come and give us our message for today. Good morning. Rob, just so you know, just because I get up in front of people and talk all the time doesn't mean I don't get nervous, okay? <clears throat> I do it all the time, but you think I'd be used to it after all this time, but, um, you know, it depends. Our word for this morning is from Philippians 2, 3 through 7. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too, and in what they are doing. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown to us by Jesus Christ, who, though he was God, did not demand and cling to his rights as God, but laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. The word of God for the people of God. So, um, anybody recognize that? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do, right? Some, most people know what that is. What would Jesus do? Um, I'm going to tell you a little story 
um, it must have been at least 10 years ago, that I used this phrase. And I was in Meijer, and I was shopping for shoes, my, my, my vice now. It's, it's my vice. So I, I love shoes. I got shoes, and they were on clearance. And they were on clearance, right? And they, of course, when you get into line, you got the one pair of shoes that doesn't have a tag on it, right? So I get up there, and the poor clerk, you know, the cashier, it's busy in there. She's flustered. She calls back to the shoe department. I'm like, you know, I'm telling her, it's okay, I'll just, just leave the shoes, I'll go back and get another pair and come through the, through the line again or go to the service center. No, 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 no. So she gets this code and she rings these shoes up and they come up as $4. I know these shoes aren't $4. I said, these shoes are not $4. They're like 23 or something like that. She goes, oh, no, I'm just, just, I'm just ringing it up. She was, <laughs> she was like, I'm done with these shoes. So I get through the line, and I go up to the counter, and I park my cart, and I told the young man there, I said, I'll be right back. So I went back, and I got a pair of shoes with a tag on it, and I brought it up. And I got in line, and I guys, this going to help you? And I said, yes. I said, the clerk just rang these shoes up for me, and they came up as $4. Here's a pair of shoes with a tag on it. I want you to ring these, I want you to return these shoes, and I want you to ring them again using this tag. And sure enough, they came up, you know, the $23. And he looked at me. <laughs> he was like, um, this rang up $23. And I go, well, yeah, I know. That's how much the shoes cost. He said, well, they were $4. You rang them up for $4. You're telling me you want to pay more for the shoes? And I said, yes. He said, um, people don't do that. <laughs> And I looked at him and I said, it just came out of me. I don't know why it came out of me. I just said, well, I looked at him, well, think of it this way. What would Jesus do? And he said, fair enough. And he rang up the shoes and I walked out and I could live with myself, right? Because I would have felt like I was stealing if I'd have walked out. But I'd never really used that phrase before in a situation, which was, you know, it just came out, like I said. And God put me in that situation for a reason. Um, I, I didn't say that to him to, I'm not telling you this story to make a good impression on you about me. I didn't say that to him to make a good impression on him. I said that to him to, to make a Jesus impression on him. And God put me in that spot. And that kid must've, you know, maybe he was like, okay, there is somebody good out there in the world, or maybe there's good still out there, right? Give that message to them. Um, when this movement came out in the 90s, um, the real intent was not for you to run around and do good things, necessarily. It was, but the real intent behind it was for you to decide, okay, well, how do I know what Jesus would do? I mean, in order to know what Jesus would do, you'd have to know Jesus pretty good or a little better, right? I mean, you'd have to know him. So the idea behind what would Jesus do would be to, to get to know him better so that you would know what he would do. And we've been talking a lot lately, or at least it seems like pastors have been talking a lot lately, about going out and spreading the word and 
you know, going out and telling people about Jesus and about the times we live in and how we can't wait. Um, this is hard for a lot of people to do. It's hard for a lot of people in here to do. It's hard for me to do. Believers aren't always comfortable walking up to somebody and saying, here's Jesus. Okay, a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that. Um, I'm not comfortable always doing it at school because, well, first of all, separation of church and state, I'm not supposed to. Number two, I don't want to offend any of those kids. I want to make them feel comfortable. You know, you go those, all those thoughts go through your mind. Um, you say, well, I don't know the Bible well enough to be sharing the word of God. You know, I don't read every day. I don't know it as well as I should. Um, I haven't been coming to church that long. I shouldn't, you know, I don't, I don't have the right to do that. I didn't go to school to be a pastor. I'm not, I don't want to be a pastor. I didn't sign up to be a pastor. I didn't sign up to be a pastor. <laughs> but the thing about this conundrum is that what would Jesus do in knowing Jesus is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. He, he knows you, and you need to know him. So what happens is you start doing things for Jesus, and then as you do things for Jesus, you start to know him better. It's like this weird whirlpool circle, okay? You start with easy things, right? The easiest thing to do, open the door for somebody, right? Everybody's done that. Is there anybody who has never opened a door for somebody? Okay, that's easy. That's easy. Um, my thing is, one of my things is when I'm in the grocery store parking lot, I used to look for a cart that was in a spot that was blocking a spot, and I would take that cart in and use it instead of, so that spot would be open for somebody. Well, then I graduated to looking around the parking lot and see if there's anybody who is unloading their cart. Oh, here, let me, y'all, if they were almost done to stand there, I'm just waiting, I'm going to take care of your cart for you. Maybe somebody with a ton of kids where they're trying to get the kids in the car, staying in the car, getting the groceries in the car, that one's escaping. You're like, let me get that cart for you. Or somebody who's more experienced in life who maybe can't walk as well and you need, you know, let me just take that for you. So I graduated now. I don't just do the empty parking spots or the parking spot one. But if I see somebody, I do that. Um, people have paid through their, for somebody's drive-through order. Okay, that's easy. I know people in here have done that. Somebody in here did that for me one time. Um, you let a car out in front of you in traffic. You're like, it's good karma, right? It'll come back to you. So those are easy. That's easy stuff to do. Um, you volunteer if you have time. If you have a little extra money, you donate money. No big deal. These are all easy things to do, and he puts them in front of us all the time. They're easy to see. But here's the problem. He puts harder things in front of us, too. And sometimes we choose not to see them, or we ignore it because it's a little harder. Okay? And he says that even non-believers or sinners show love to those they like. So in other words, anybody can do that. Anybody can open the door for you. 
anybody can get your cart. Anybody can give some money. Doesn't matter if they're a believer or not. That's where, that's where the real knowing Jesus, what would Jesus do, comes into play. In Luke uh, 6, 27, 28, it says, Listen, all of you. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for happiness of those that curse you. Implore God's blessing on those who hurt you. That is hard. That is hard. Does anybody have somebody in their life that they're not particularly fond of? I mean, right? You don't want to do anything for that person. They make you mad. Okay? You don't want to help them. They're too busy doing something else that's not helping themselves. Okay? So it's not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do things for nice people, because you should do things for nice people. But you should do things for everybody, not just the nice people. Um, you have uh, somebody that you know isn't feeling good, but you're not really friends with them. Send a card to cheer them up. You know, just you don't you have to know anybody. You don't have to know somebody really well to do that. You can just do it randomly. Um, road rage has been brought up a lot in sermons, right? I am, uh, I am a notorious previous road rage person. Yeah. Um, I, I have said things in the car that are, I will never repeat. And I started doing something, it started simple. When somebody would cut me off, I'd say, Merry Christmas. I said, Okay, then I would be like, Merry Christmas, God bless you. And then it was, oh, God bless you when you're driving. And then it would be, oh, Lord, please, please help them get home safely. Protect them, protect those around them. I mean, I know that sounds like a sarcastic prayer, but it's not. I was sincerely praying for the people around me and the people around them. God put that crazy driver in your path not to say the things that you normally say in your car, but because maybe, that, maybe you were the only prayer for that crazy driver that day. Maybe you were. How do you know? You don't. He knows. He put that person there for you to pray for them, to do something for them. You don't know what it was, okay? You've got you've to take those opportunities, you have somebody who you want who's negative that you never want to be around. There's always somebody who's always complaining. Nothing's ever going right. Okay? You can't ever, we all know one, at least worked with one. If not, no one in your life. You've at least worked with one if you've ever had a job. And you don't want to really be around them because you're like, I don't want to soak in all that toxic energy and you don't want to be around them and so you don't and I wouldn't I would not encourage you to stay around that person with toxic energy but what I would encourage you to do is you know what take them a chocolate bar drop it off on their desk and say have a nice day do random things for them because one day 
they're going to say, how can you keep doing nice things for me? Right? How can you keep bringing me a treat? And you say, well, I just want to share a little God's love so you can make your day a little better. And there is your moment. There is your moment. Your moment isn't always like right there, bam, here it is. You don't go up to somebody and say, Jesus saves, and they go, hallelujah. It doesn't work like that. You've got to, you've got to just keep putting that stuff there. And you've got to do it every day. And you've got to do it to everybody you know. You can't just do it when um, it feels good. And you can't do it when it's just somebody you like. you got to do it for everybody. And I, as a teacher, uh, I will admit for teachers around the world that we don't, we don't like 100% of our students. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any other teacher that would admit out that, that out loud, so I will do that for you. But you know what? As a teacher, it's my job to care for them. And just because I don't like that kid doesn't mean that they aren't worth my energy, worth the love of God, or worth knowing that they're important, or worth telling them that everything's going to be okay, uh, worth making them feel loved and accepted. I mean, we all have that in our lives. Everybody is worthy of that, no matter what. And I talk like this because I'm a person, I'm a, I'm a layman's term girl. I need to know how to do these things in real life. Because real life is not easy. And I need to know how to do that. So um, we get called on to do things that make us uncomfortable. Maybe we don't have time to volunteer. We should volunteer anyway. Uh, maybe we don't have money. Uh, enough money to donate, you know, maybe just a dollar, you know. Um, I, I, I know it's hard because for, you know, anybody who struggles with paying bills, you know, given anything feels like, can't do it. I got a bill to pay. But, you know, God takes care of you one way or another. He makes a way. Um, and leads to uh, this, this verse I found in 1 Peter um, 2.21. The suffering is all part of the work God has given you. Christ who suffered for you is your example. Follow in his steps. He did all the suffering for you already. There is no suffering here that we have, put, we have gone through to help somebody that we did not like that was worse than his. Nothing was worth it, worse than his. He died for crimes and things that pe for, and for people that he didn't even know, things he didn't do. He did it. He died for even the people who weren't believers, which means we're supposed to do that too. And our suffering is not worse than his. And we're supposed to suffer a little bit. That's the whole point. If we don't give of ourselves, are we really giving? And if we're not giving something that we feel that we're giving, we don't feel it, we're not giving it. We're just, you know, tossing crumbs and getting rid of stuff we don't need anymore, right? 
You've got you've to feel that suffering. It's not worse than is, I guarantee you. I have always wanted to uh, start this movement. I, I don't even know if it's out there, but I've always wanted to start this E3 movement or E-cubed movement. You know, we always say, uh, every, everyone, everywhere, every time. I've always wanted to do like a logo where you make like a heart and you put an E and a three in it and uh, maybe a cross in the middle of it and you know, at love everyone, everywhere, every time. That's, that doesn't matter. They're mean, they're nice, they're clean, they're dirty, they believe, they don't believe, they're sober, they drink a lot, they do drugs, uh, they're a different race, different race, they're LGBTQ, they're different political beliefs, or even if they're a person of the cloth. It doesn't matter. You gotta do it for everybody, even if it stinks. Even if it stinks. Um, he puts these things in our path, and we need to choose to see them, and we need to open up to the wisdom of God. Because if you don't open up and look at all of the opportunities, you're going to miss one. You're going to miss one to show God's love to somebody, anybody. Um, that kid with the shoes. That was my moment with him. Don't know where it came from just fell out of my mouth, but it was there for me. It was there for me. Um, and I know that I sound like I'm repeating myself and repeating what we've all heard all the time, but in 1 John 3, 7, 8, it says, listen to this letter, Dear brothers, I'm not writing out a new rule for you to obey, for it is an old one you have always had right from the start. You have heard it all before, yet it is always new, and works for you just as it did for Christ. And as we obey this commandment to love one another, the darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of, a new light, of life in Christ shines in. As we love one another, the new light comes in. So I'm going back to that two-way street about what would Jesus do. If you do good works, you'll be closer to God. You do good works, you learn to know him better. He already knows you. You got to keep doing stuff to know him. And as you know him more, you do more good works. And then you do more good works, and then you know him more. And then you do more good works. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. You do this to benefit him, not to benefit you. So just because it doesn't benefit you doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's tough. But that's life. It's supposed to be tough. It's not supposed to be easy. If it were easy, we'd all be in the 1%. Right? That owns all of the riches of the world. We'd be, we'd be there if it were easy. So... By bringing light to others, you bring light to yourself. So you need to keep trying to figure out for yourself what would Jesus do every day, everywhere, everyone, every time. You got to do it all the time. So keep sharing your light. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for the courage to share your love, the wisdom to see the opportunities that lay before us,
Help us love everyone, everywhere, every time, so we can help shine your light on the entire world, one good deed at a time. Amen. closing hymn is um, <laughs> Because He Lives. It can be found on page 364, but it's probably up there. <laughs>
bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the pleasure of being able to do this service for you today. We thank you for everyone that is here, and we hope the words of teaching that Liz placed upon our hearts stays in our heart, stays in our mind, that we can do what we can do, Lord, to show people what Jesus would do. Let it be on the tip of our tongue and on the tips of our hands and on our feet as we walk and do work and labors for you, Lord, for the fruits that will be for us and for them. Be with each one as they leave this day, bring us together again next week. And we thank you, Father God, in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.